Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and we are mega preview potting it up. Mexico, baby. Viva la Mexico. The coach is here. Coach, what up? This is the one country I told Oscar De La Hoya two years ago. I will never go back to Mexico and do a boxing match. Luckily, I'm not there. It's golf, so let's go. <laughs> Mark Immelman is here. Mark, good to have you. Oh, buenos dias, bitches. Nice to be with you guys. Wow. I feel well. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. We're coming hot out of the gates, KP. Good luck following that up. Welcome. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the only one of y'all actually going to Mexico tomorrow. So, I'm going. Uh, to I oh well, t- you're not going tomorrow. In, All right. Okay. Technically, you won't, you won't be. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you won't be on the beach drinking margaritas while you're there. So this is true. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm very. I'm, I'm, very I'm already. I'm already halfway there. I'm. I'm. I'm mentally already there. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to hang in for another hour of this podcast. All right. KP's got a little bit of senioritis, I believe, is what that is called, my friend, gentlemen. It's our weekly Saudi storyline. Our weekly. Will they, won't they, our weekly Phil Mickelson conversation because Phil has indeed applied for a live golf exemption. Remember that we were talking about how there was a deadline for PGA Tour players to request an exemption from the PGA Tour to go over and play the first event on the live golf invitational. And he's also uh, kept his name in that hat for the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open coach. Where do you want to start? You want to talk about him defending his crown at the PGA or you want to talk about uh, what might be going on across the pond? I think you have to start with B before you can start talking about okay. A. Let's do and it. much like uh, KP right now, my give a damn about this is very, very, very small. Because at this at this point, it's almost like Phil's on an island by himself. And we knew this; these days were coming. We knew the names would come. We knew the uh, the exemptions would try to be had. I I actually kind of feel bad for Phil at this point. I really, really do. And that may sound weird because he's done this to himself. But to see somebody, and I've worked with a few people in television that have done this, that literally had the red carpet out in front of them. The next 20 years could have been uh, just enjoying it, make tens of millions of dollars. And then for, for Phil to try to do this, where now he's setting the table for a legal wrangling that if the PGA Tour tells him, hey, you can't come, well, I put in for the exemption, and I'm trying to do it the right way. Phil's trying to paint the picture. He's doing it the right way. To me, he already it's already gone. He already screwed this whole thing up. So at this point, he's going to be out here on an island by himself. I would be shocked, shocked to see him play the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open. But I've been shocked before. 
The statement from Phil Mickelson's team, and I quote, Phil currently has no concrete plans on when and where he will play. Any actions taken are in no way a reflection of a final decision made, but rather to keep all options open, end quote. Mark, that might be from his agent. It sounds like it's from his lawyer. That's a great (laughs) non-answer. Well, when you're a professional, you learn how to give those things where you say a whole bunch, but when you really consider what they've said, there's nothing really concrete to use the word of Phil's there. Um, look, to me, this is no real news. You knew he was he, he was in bed with the guys after the comments he made um, whenever it was. So the fact that he's playing in the first one, you know, that's not too big a deal for me. I, I'm interested to see what comes to fruition with the event in the United States. I believe it's the second one on the calendar, KP. It might be Portland or somewhere like that. So, so this one in London, I mean, this the it, most folks can file their waiver and go and play overseas. That's what PGA Tour players do. And everyone's entitled to do that sort of thing. I'm keen to see how this whole lot shakes down when it comes stateside and there are events over here in the United States, basically in the PGA Tour's back garden. So when I, I, I wasn't awfully surprised when I saw this. Um, we'd had a lot of conversations in the TV compound about whether Phil would come and defend the title at the PGA, and, and I was one of a select few that thought he would. A lot of folks would sort of thought that he would remain in hiding and such, but but I don't know. There's there, there's a whole lot of stuff behind the scenes that is all conjecture, and not all of us know really what's going on. I just know there's a rival league, and Phil is amongst a few guys is, is committed essentially to them. And so now he's got to stand up, and he's got to be a man of his word, basically, and, and that's what he's doing, in my opinion. The timing's kind of interesting here, KP, because the PGA Championship, where he will maybe defend his title, is May 19th. May 19th sounds like it's far away. It's three weeks away. That That's that's how far out we are. And then this first Live Golf Invitational event is June 9th. So I, I suppose, in theory, if he does end up burning the, the PGA Tour bridge, he could, if he wanted to, defend in May leave in June, and then who knows when all hell breaks loose after that. But the timing of this, um, it's it's kind of really key to, the, to, to what we're going to see from Phil over the next couple of weeks and months. Yeah, I, I've got a lot of, I think this is super intriguing. And I think that, I mean, to, to, so Mark just said, like, he doesn't really care if Phil plays in the, the June, in the, in the London event. But I think that, in which I, I don't know that I do either, but I think the interesting part about that is those guys aren't going to get exemptions, right? Like the, like the tour is not going to tell the, like, like when you go play a European tour of, or whatever, the, the other tours, you get an exemption and you go and you go play. They did it even for the, the Saudi international. They did the quid pro quo where you got to play in the, in the Pebble beach pro-am, but they're not, they're not going to grant exemptions for this. Are they? Um, I, I believe they will. I speak under correction, Kyle, but a, a player is allowed a certain number of requests for waivers to play abroad, and 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 that is accepted PGA Tour policy. I, I obviously speak under correction. But you think you think Mon- you think Jay Monahan will say, "Yeah, I'm fine if you guys go play in Greg Norman's league." Uh, well, again, I, 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 it's way above my pay grade. I'm just looking at the PGA Tour by rules and and bylaws and stuff and. And they're pretty, you know, kind of solid about staying to those. That, that, that's that's how I'm basing my argument. I, I would be shocked if they got 
if they got uh, exemptions to go play in that, because correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, ha- hasn't, hasn't Monaghan said like, if you go play on that tour, you can never play on the PGA tour again. So they, was it before Riviera when they did like the all hands meeting? Um, that was what the quotes that we got out of it was right. Jay Monahan has never said that in public, but through players and what the message has been passed along that, that was the message. And he, and he, he's had a little of that at the, at the players championship when he opened up and said, like, you know, he, like you said, I don't know that he said it directly, but I, I, I I think, so I I think a couple of things, I think one, I think there's a scenario in which Phil tries to play the majors and also play the live golf, uh, invitational series as his like primary tour instead of the PGA tour. And then I think the other thing that might happen is Phil might be we've we've talked all along how this is going to come to like a, a, some sort of litigation between the PGA Tour and Live Golf. And I think Phil might be the person <laughs> leave it to Phil to push something into litigation. I think Phil might be high profile enough of a case where if he does try to do both at some point in the future where he tries to play the Live Golf and the PGA Tour um that that he might be the person that pushes it into like those leagues suing each other or whatever. And then who knows what, what takes place after that. But I, I, in a lot of ways, like he's probably not going to be the best player that commits to that tournament, but he'll certainly be the most high, high profile one. And I think that that will be, he'll be a linchpin for like what, how those two tours interact into the future. And I think that's really, really interesting. Hey, Kyle, I'm, I'm very much with you there. And I just wanted to add to this, you know, I've thought about it a little um, this morning um, when I got to, when I saw the news, obviously. Um, and I have a feeling that Phil is running cover for a few of the American folks that are interested in going to play. So that's also why Phil made the statement. Now, look, the deadlines for the for the PGA in the USA were, I think, yesterday. So you had to commit to those. That was the logistics of it all. But I feel like this move and coming out with a statement is sort of just saying, all right, guys, I'm going to be the tip of the spear. I'm going to take all the head when I'm the guy who's been sort of persona non grata on the tour. I didn't play the Masters. I'm I'm essentially the guy that everyone's going after right now. So I'll continue to do this and you guys come and support us and play and, and just sort of get under my wing and on and, and and stay in behind me. I'll take all of the grief for it. So I think there's a little bit of that stuff for that Phil's doing for the potential I don't know, maybe Xander Shoffley's of the world. Um, so that that's some thought. I, that that's the thought I've given it to. I think what's going to be. I was talking with a friend about this at lunch today, and you know, Phil's exempt for all the majors. He doesn't have to. Um, he doesn't have to qualify for the next. Well, he doesn't have, ever have to qualify for the Masters. Um, how, how long is he exempt for the U.S. Open, Rick? Five, seven, ten, five. There's five for all now. It's, it's no more ten. No more time. So, so he's one of the guys that uh, can play, can like doesn't really need the PGA Tour to to you know depending on like how um, like some guys might say, well, I need to play on the PGA Tour because I need to qualify for the majors or whatever. Phil doesn't need that, so he could just say like, I'm out PGA Tour. I'm gonna go play the the live golf and then kind of dare the majors to ban him from playing in the major championships. And I don't know that they would. I don't. I don't know that they would do that. I mean, are you gonna? Is PGA gonna ban Phil from playing the PGA Championship because he's not because he's playing the Live Golf instead of the PGA Tour? I, I just don't know that that's gonna play out. I think 
that part uh, of it is also like, there's just a bunch of different ways that this could go. And Phil is kind of the, um, like the primary character leading all of them, which is, which is crazy. Just, just one more thing to that. I, I hear your point, but I just, I just, again, want to offer the international golf federation is real. It's kind of like NATO, if you will, and all the governing bodies and the PG, all the respecters of the world, they are in this federation. And they pretty much stick together. And the PGA Tour has a big say-so. The Masters Club has a big say-so. Obviously, the RNA and the USGA and the PGA. So I'm not certain that one of those organizations are going to break rank. I really am not. But again, like Coach said, I'm, I'm prepared to be proved wrong. But at the outset, from what I know, having had my father, who was the commissioner of the South African Sunshine Tour, he's been at these meetings. And so uh, the, the, these, these unions, these uh, organizations are pretty tight under that umbrella. Well, we did have a live golf spokesperson uh, confirm Monday coach, or at least tease Monday, what a field could look like. He says the first event will feature 15 of the top 100 players in the world. Kind of depends on where in that 100 you find them. It's a 48 person field with $20 million up for grabs. And the winner will cash a cool 4 million bucks. They've been very, very strategic about when they've come out with these things. And I'll give them credit for that because they, they also said that their year end uh, was going to be this incredible uh, team event with $16 million to the to the winners. Right. And that was the day after the team event on the PGA Tour. I don't think that that was a big surprise why they did it then. Here's what's going to here's the good part that's going to come out of this. And I, I, I like to compare because Saudi is the common denominator here with WWE. And when you have independent contractors, golfers are, wrestlers are, and you start to press them on it, what the WWE just did is a lot, is what Phil's been complaining about for, for months. And I had my partner, Susie Whaley, former president of the PGA of America, was my partner this past week. And there's a lot of things I didn't know. And I didn't know that if you want to hire a player and use them for digital rights, you've got to pay to get a player and use them. Okay, and so the wrestlers couldn't do TikTok. They couldn't do cameos. They couldn't make any of this extra money because the WWE owned their rights. It's the same with the players. That could lead to them softening because Vince McMahon just did it for the wrestlers. Now they can do whatever they want as long as they wrestle for him in the United States and not go to someplace else. So that could be the same way with the PGA Tour. Now, when it comes to this, they got to be very, very strategic about who they put their money behind, who they promote, because the money's one thing but you still need some star power and you got to have more than one player. So I'm going to be interested to see when a concrete player comes out and not just ask for an exemption, but actually says I'm playing in this league. I'll be interested if there's anybody inside the top 60, I would be, I would be surprised if there's anybody inside the top 60 that says yes. Three weeks out from PGA championship six ish from the first event on the live golf invitational so i assume we will mark find out more yeah i want to for a second and just pitch the the panel here a few names i was going down the official world golf ranking sort of from one through a hundred and i circled a few that i thought might be potential you know players out there in the uh, on the live golf league and i'll toss them to you um abraham answer louis westhazen those are the two highest ranks uh, Terrell Hatton, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Paul Casey, Jason Kokrek, Patrick Reed, Thomas Peters, Harold Varner III, Adam Scott, 
Sergio, Richard Bland, and then you get Phil. Those are guys that are ranked before Phil, who I think is like 51st or second as we currently speak. So what, what say you guys? Yeah, throw, uh, throw Bubba in there. Bubba's, lower. Uh, Bubba's down the ranks some behind Sean Norris from South Africa. I'll tell you this. The South Africans who down the ranking in uh, the world golf rank, but inside the top 100, and I'm embarrassed to say because, you know, these are my country people, for the money, uh, and, and as you convert it to South African rands, they will all go. The Dean Burmisters, the Sean Norrises. Hell, I, I, I've, I spoke with Garrick Higgo the other evening, but I didn't ask him. But those sorts of players, I wouldn't be surprised at all if if they go for that guarantee. Now I don't want I don't want to read too much into anything, but I saw a picture yesterday on social media and who was one of the guys that Mark just named that was at a pro am yesterday playing big cheesy smile that bailed out of the Masters with an injury and we haven't seen him since. Louis Eustace. But he was in a golf tournament Monday playing and I'm not saying that he wasn't hurt. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. But when you read into certain things and then you start to put two and two together, who knows? I didn't knows? mention I didn't mention Xander Shoffley, but he's played in Saudi. And then Kevin Na, of course, had the logo on his uh, collar. Was it the Masters? We had the logo on the the color of the shirt, right? Yeah. yeah. Him so, and uh, him and okay. your boy Gary Player both had it on there. Oh yeah, right at the first tee shot. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but you know. I guess those guys, yeah, those guys are gone. Kevin, Kevin, not Jason Kokrak, uh, probably Bubba. I mean, Lee Westwood, they're, they're, they're gone. And, and, and we've talked about that before KP kind of the, the older, the older Europeans who have already played in the Saudi inv- international, whatever that event is called. Like that's, that's the target. That's the target. Yeah. Well, look, this is obviously conjecture. And you, as I look down the list, I mean, I hadn't mentioned Bubba uh, Westwood. Poulter is down the list a little bit over there too. He's a contender. Um, Matt Kuchar. Um, you know, I've, I have high respect for Kuch, but, but these sort of guys that are into their late forties, you know, that um, if they play well in tour events, they sort of get inside of the top 20, top 15 perhaps, you know, for them to take the guarantee and sort of pad the, uh, the bank balance a little bit is a good deal. Uh, Kucher Kucher won't go because ten percent caddy fee on four million is too much for him to swallow. Wow, uh, that was good, Rick. Okay, I've got a uh, who is this? Jacksonville.com, the Florida Times Union. This is from uh, March. Uh, this is from February. Um. Monahan met with players at a mandatory meeting on Tuesday at PGA National. According to a player who attended the meeting, Monahan, when asked what would happen if a player signed up with the Saudis, quote unquote, pointed to the door. We knew what he meant. So essentially, like, peace out. Right. Uh, which was what I was referencing earlier. Um, I, I don't, I mean, listen, like, <clears throat> this summer is going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Are we going to cover this? Like, uh, and I, I don't mean this like I'm, I'm kind of. This is kind of tongue in cheek, but like, are we going to talk about the Live Golf Invitational Series on the First Cut Podcast? Are we going to preview those events? Am I going to write about them? Are they going to be mean, on TV? I mean, Kyle, I've had people say to me, "What is the difference?" And this is just a question I will pose of HV three and these guys playing in a one-off event and just playing in eight events. What's the difference? I've had people well, ask me, that. and I think that <laughs> the the thing that the this league has going for it is that like 
people don't even know the difference between the PGA Tour and the PGA of America. Yeah. And so like wherever the players are is where people will watch. But my question is like, is it even going to like, can you watch it? So is Greg Norman going to be holding an iPhone up to the like 17th green out there? So they could, so people can stream it on Facebook live or something like what, what what's the plan? Somebody, somebody will air it. So it, 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 the one thing we do know live sports is King advertisers only want to go to live sports and they don't care what the live sport is. And, Fox might pick it up. You you could have a streaming service pick it up. Somebody's going to pick this up. Yeah, but I have to feel, though, Coach, you know, if people do a little research, to Carl's point, because they don't, most folks don't know the difference between the PGA and the PGA Tour. But but I feel like when you start hearing Saudi Arabia in the background, then potential sponsors or networks and stuff, it starts to get a little fuzzy over there. And And, and when you have that specter looming on the horizon, the, the network executives will just not be interested whatsoever because that could taint, you know, big money spinning television shows and stuff like that. So yeah. I, 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 I question the networks becoming involved. I, I will just say this, that the Peacock Network, which is NBC, they show every single WWE show in Saudi Arabia and it's two a year. Okay. It's on NBC on Peacock. We, saying, I think... I think the difference here will be that they, they there won't be enough big stars to justify it at the beginning. I agree um, with that. The risk reward will be just not the reward will not be great enough for that risk, I think. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be I think Phil is um he's such a like uh hin like a the the thing that this all like not that it hinges on, but he's just gonna be the He's going to be the leader out there, like stirring things up. And I, I, I just, I still go back to when he issued his apology a couple of months ago. He never said like I'm fully committed to the PGA Tour. He never even mentioned the tour, right? And I, I just don't think that. I think he's going to play in the in the Live Golf uh, series, and then also try and play in the majors. And I think he's going to. I don't think they're going to ban him i don't think they're going to push him away i think he's going to be able to do both that maybe not but that's just kind of what my feeling is right now well we've got a lot to figure out not much time to figure it all out we're going to put a pin in it there we will stay abreast of all new information coming out of that league uh, but we're going to turn our attention gentlemen to the mexico open we will do our best bets our one and done our picks to win but we're going to hit a quick break and hear a word from our partner and we're back. Mexico, coach. We're going to Mexico. Mexico Open's been around a long time. This is the first time it's a PGA Tour event. And we are, of course, getting a brand new golf course that is designed by Greg Norman. Ah, there you go. Everything comes back to, you know, Perfect. just full circle here. Full circle. But it should be fun. New, uh, A lot of opportunity out there. Maybe a bit of a weaker field and a new course to kind of handicap a bit. And uh, we're just going to I'm going to give out a free pick right now. Anybody that walked I'm going to give you a free pick. Do not pick John Rahm this week. Not that he can't win, and not that he may not win, but he's plus 500. I don't think I've ever seen odds lower than what we've seen this week for John Rahm in Mexico because the next couple, you're talking Tony Finau, you're talking Patrick Reed, Abraham Answer, nobody that's really going to scare you like John Rahm does. And unfortunately for the Mexico Open, they fall this week on the calendar in between Wells Fargo and the Zurich, which has become very, very popular now in the PGA Tour. So somebody had to give, and unfortunately it's going to be Mexico. So John Rahm, brilliant 
on his behalf because he's going to go to a place where all the big boys are not. He can get the FedEx Cup points. He can get the money, perhaps. But from a betting perspective, stay away from Rom. John Rom five to one, as Coach mentioned. Thanks to our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook. If there were other books that existed and they don't, uh, you might just say that Caesars has the best line available on that at five to one, and no one could ever offer him at three and a half to one. Um, all right, Mark, this is the little appetizer into the picks segment. We get to be played a fool by your nationality pick of the week, in which Jacob will play the national anthem, and we will try to guess country and send golfer for your pick any tips this week uh well it's not necessarily the national anthem that jacob is going to play for you but i feel like it may give away where i'm going with a nationality pick jacob hit it C two shining C. No, it's not C two shining C, coach. No, but there, uh, I have the words. I know the song though. Uh, your eyes, your eyes are. Uh... Okay, the song's name is Oh Danny Boy. Oh, yeah, the Oh Danny Boy. Oh, oh Danny Boy. Okay, your eyes, your eyes are singing. Yeah. Okay, so Rob singing. Uh, um. Oh Danny Boy. It's English, isn't it? That's England. You close. Scotland. You're close. Wales? Uh, You're close. One more. Try one more. Ireland. Ireland. Okay, go. <laughs> okay. So oh. now we have now. Okay, so I've got the list of um well this is so so Caesars has it as top GB and Irish. Is that where mm-hmm. we're at? I I can list out the golfers here. So you can go. Our options, gentlemen. Russell Knox, Aaron Rye, Graham McDowell, Luke Donald, Matt Wallace, Callum Taron, David Skins, Ben Willman. I think I can rule out a couple at the bottom. Aaron Wait, Rye. Oh, Mark would go with Aaron Rye, coach. Or uh, he, yeah, he was he was he was almost he was almost my sleeper pick for the week. So I'm gonna go with Rye as well. Aaron Rye's English, boys. Yeah. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then the then then the Bunch answer, the answer, the answer is your, now. <laughs> right? Wait, did you Rye from London? Didn't you just read his name? Didn't you just read Aaron yeah, Rye? That's my fault because that's my fault because uh the way that Caesars puts them together is together. Ireland and Northern Ireland together. Yeah. Well, Great Britain and Ireland. Britain, and, yeah. Yeah. So, so then, uh, because we heard the national anthem, we should have narrowed it down to, to the correct country. I'm not that smart. Okay. Uh, Anyone going to guess than, uh, um, Aaron, right? Who's from England. It's GB and I, any, anyone from Ireland, I of Ireland, Ireland. Right. Graham McDowell, 550. Graham McDowell? Yes. Oh. Graham McDowell. I'm going with GMAC, and I'll tell you why. Because he's one down in Puerto Rico on Paspalum Grass. Um, this golf course is 7,400 yards and long. But our production manager had a meeting with him last week um, out there in uh, Hilton Head. I think it was last week. And they had done a side visit late last year. And he said to me, he goes, Mark, the place is awesome. He goes, you're going to catch a ferry from the hotel to the driving range, which I love. I'm looking forward to that. And then he goes, but the fairways are wide. It's punitive on either side. It's that Greg Norman style design like Mayakoba. But he goes, the folks are going to shred the place. So I, I'm, if it plays long, GMAC is going to be tough. But he puts those paspalum greens and chips them great. 
the fairways and such. So I'm going for GMAC as the low GBNR player this week. That ferry, Mark, mm-hmm. I think is because so this has the longest suspension golf cart bridge, like in the world or something outrageous. And I think they're taking the players across in a ferry instead of having to drive over the bridge. Yeah, I'm I'm actually good. Yeah, because it's gonna be like one way traffic from what I understand. So I'm I'm looking super forward to this week. I mean, we all are. I'm going out there um, Thursday morning, first thing. We'll do a side visit Thursday afternoon. And I've just never been to the the, the Puerto Vallarta area, you know, and on the west coast of Mexico, right there on the Pacific. I'm, I'm jacked for this event. I really am. Yeah, it's going to be awesome stuff. Uh, let's take a look at our best bets here. This is where we go over to Caesar Sportsbook. We scour every square inch. We come back with the best possible options. KP, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I got Kevin Nauber. Over Pat Reed. Uh, Pat Reed has not been playing well, and Kevin Na has. Kevin Na's got, uh, I had it somewhere like three sh- straight top 15s. Uh, hold on. Hold, please. Uh, he's got uh, three straight top 30s, and two of them were top 15s. He finished T14 at the Masters, T9 at the match play. And uh, yeah, it's not a great number. Uh, I think Patrick Reed was like plus 110 in this matchup, but I just, I, I it's hard for me to envision Reed having a, a better week than, uh, than Kevin Na this week. Kevin Na over Patrick Reed minus 130. Uh, coach, let's pull out your best bet, please. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, I love Kevin Nall over Patrick Reed, and you're going to see why when uh, my other picks come up in just a little bit. Uh, but this one was as easily as easy as K- uh, KP's was because Tony Finau is not playing good golf right now. He is struggling. He is outside the top 125. He's just not good. And Gary Woodland is playing good golf right now. He played great on the Florida swing. And to me, this could be over on Friday. That's how confident I am in this pick. Gary Woodland over Tony Finau minus 110. I went a little bit deeper. I'm embracing a little bit of the unknown this week. Camp Champ, top 10, plus 450, able to bomb it around a little bit without much regard for accuracy off the tee. And Mark, we've got your we've got your uh, nationality pick in here as well, but you also found a three ball that you liked. Yeah, I did. Uh, there were a few that sort of caught my attention, and I'm with Coach. I feel like, Kyle, that Reed will take an hour this week. Um, just it's the kind of place where Patrick Reed around some of these greens will really thrive with his short game. But looking at that trio of Davis Riley, Cameron Champ, and C.T. Pan, um, I know Pan is good on sort of grainy, sort of thick grasses like Paspalum, and I know Cameron Champ is long, but he's been inconsistent at best. Davis Riley hits it long. He's playing with a bunch of confidence. Was decent last week alongside Zalatoris. So I feel like coming from New Orleans with a head of steam there into Mexico in a field that, let's be honest, is a little weaker, uh, I feel like it'll be a place where he can really shine and, and, and maybe get himself up the leaderboard like he did down in Tampa. Could there be two different, more different golfers in the field than C.T. Pan and Cam Champ? No. <laughs> no. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> right, they are the opposite ends of the golfing spectrum, and they're in a, and they're in a matchup together against David Riley, Davis Riley. Wow, I think that's all of us. Woodland over Finau, Camp Champ top ten, Kevin Na over Patrick Reed, Davis Riley over Camp Champ, and CT Pan. That's plus one ninety that three ball. So let's move on to our sleepers, our top ten picks, and our picks to win. Coach, your sleeper, a fifty to one shot. Who you got? Yeah, that's kind of my number every week, that plus 5,000. And I need to clarify, because my sleeper last week 
played very well. I had Rose and Stinson. My uh, top 10 played very well, and I won't catch that too. When we say sleeper, we're not telling you at home that I think Russell Knox is going to win this week. I think he can play well, and if he won, it wouldn't surprise me. If he had a top 10, it wouldn't surprise me. He's played really well. He played well last week in the team event, and he has a couple of top 10s already this season. So for me, if he gets going, I think we'll see him on the leaderboard uh, come Sunday. 50 to 1, Russell Knox. KP, you found yourself another 50 to 1 shot. Who is it? Yeah, I love Davis Riley. I love that he's been kind of erratic this year uh, because I think he's got a lot of win equity, even though he's missed a lot of cuts also. Um, to me, somebody who's, you know, at this number and doesn't miss a lot of cuts, just is kind of consistent. I don't I don't like that as much. Maybe somebody like a Chris Kirk. I, I like Davis Riley's win potential at 50 to 1, and that's that's why he was my sleeper this week. Riley, 50 to 1. I went a little bit longer. Wyndham Clark, 70 to 1. I never say this, but it might be Wyndham Clark week. He bombs it far. He's played well coming in. If you look at some of the other tropical locations we've had on the PGA Tour, you might see Wyndham Clark's name on the first page or two of the leaderboard. And Mark, you, you gave us your idea of a sleeper earlier. Graham McDowell here, it's not just top GB and I. His outright number, triple digits, 125 <laughs> to 1. It may be worth your while. Let's not forget he contended for a while there at Bay Hill, which was a golf course as long as punitive as what it is. He should not have contended, but that's who Graham McDowell is. Just for uh, posterity's sakes, I did consider Wyndham Clark. I, I like the look of his game, having seen what I saw last week. Uh, but Graham McDowell, I, I'm I'd be remiss if I didn't have a flutter on the guy. It's the kind of conditions that he can really excel in. So at that number, I couldn't avert my eyes. 125 to one for Graham McDowell. Gentlemen, top 10 selections. And KP, I'll start with you because your top 10 is my pick to win. And coach just told us he doesn't like this guy. So now I think we got to do a little bit of defending here. Yeah, I, I, I hear coach. <laughs> I do. Uh, Fino's been playing better recently. I, I, hold on. Let me pull up his numbers. I He's had him. Um, the, the short game is getting tightened up a little bit. That's that's what you're seeing there, KP. Um, didn't he play well at the masters? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see. He missed, he missed the cut at the farmers when, when he was my one and done pick. That was awesome. He missed the cut at Phoenix, missed the cut at the players and hasn't missed a cut since. So uh, listen, like I agree, it hasn't been great, but I, I think that I like the way he's trending and I like the fact that, I mean, it, he's probably the second biggest talent in this field behind Rom. And so I, I, I do like that uh, reality going into the week. Now, will it, will it pan out? I don't know. But plus 225, I think, is a pretty good number for him in the top 10. Yeah, if he finishes inside the top 10, that's right. Plus 225. Uh, Coach, you found yourself Matt Jones at plus 450 to finish inside the top 10. I think people forget how good he has been this year. I mean, he's 36 in the FedEx Cup. Uh, he's playing really, really well. He's won in the last 12 months. Uh, so I like him on a week. Let's keep in mind, and we don't want to insult the players that are here, but this is relative to a normal PGA Tour week, a very, very weak field. So you got Matt Jones, who has win equity, and he's playing well, and he's in top 40 of FedEx Cup, and you're going to get him at plus 450? You got to play him. Yeah, I, I also went with like a longer shot in the top 10 just because of all the unknowns here, coach. I went with Austin Smotherman plus 750, won this event, 
not at this course, uh, not on this tour, but won the Mexico Open in 2018, playing much, much better now that he's got his PGA Tour card. Ball striking's been awesome, plus 750 there. Gents, uh, I think we can be pretty quick here on winners. Uh, I went with Tony Finau. I already talked about that. Coach, you found yourself Kevin Na, 28-1. to yeah, I love Kevin Na. I love this confidence. I love how he's playing. He's got a chip on his shoulder. For some reason, he's playing mad right now. I like a, a mad Kevin Na. Plus 2,800, pretty good value there. KP, you and Mark have found the same golfer. His name is Gary Woodland. He's 20 to 1. Yeah, Gary Woodland's been playing really good golf. Uh, he was great at, uh, where was it, Honda Classic. He, he's just... He had a he had that weird and and Mark probably knows this better than I do. I think he was injured uh, for uh, yeah. at least a year, if not two years, after the U.S. Open. So it's nice to see him playing better. I think that's a pretty good number at twenty to one uh, for for how well he's been playing. And again, the talent level he's up there with you know he's not with Rom, but he's up there close to Fina. I think in terms of talent in this field. And so you combine that with how well he's been playing recently, and I, I, I like the twenty to one. Yeah, Mark Caesars just said, if your name's not John Rahm, you're 20 to 1. And just like lumped a bunch of guys in there. Gary Woodland, one of them. Yeah, I kind of. And we, we glossed over my top 10, but I want to do my best Kyle Porter here and go, well, look, John Rahm's only been beaten by about 15 guys in the last 365 days or whatever the case might be. So I can't look beyond John Rahm for a top 10. And Woodland, I just love the way he hits it. Um, he hits it low. He sort of hits that sting cut. Uh, these greens will sort of mitigate real putting touch. You know, he, he putted well at Pebble Beach in the U.S. Open when the the Poania sort of mitigates talent. So I feel like on Paspellum, the, the whole thing is evened out and it becomes a ball striker, sort of chipper's place, and that's right up his alley. Yeah, my apologies there. John Rahm, minus 165, top 10 for Mark. What's up, Coach? How, how can we not point that out? He's making, that this week. He's making history this week on the show. This is the longest top 10 odds that has ever been on the PGA Tour. John Rahm has him, and he picked it on the show. History being made. There you History go. History being made. Minus That's, a fact. That's a fact. Minus 165 for John Rahm. Gentlemen, that leaves us with one final thing to do. It's our one and done selections. We are going to get to those after we hear from our partners. And we're back. Okay. I've got the, uh, I've got the fan selections here. With 13% of the vote, the fans did not go with Tony Finau. No, no, no. Not this week. With 18% of the vote, the fans did not go with Abe Answer. No, no, no. Not this week. Because with 28.5% of the vote, the fans, along with Mark, along with Greg, along with Sia, have gone with Gary Woodland. Fans don't want to catch me, apparently. Apparently not. They're gonna, not going to be able to catch you. They're not going to be able to make a move on Mark. Coach, they will. They, you're you're next in the sights. You are the guy in front of them that has someone different. Well, yeah, and there's been a few fans in the chat has felt kind of froggy the last couple of weeks talking a little bit of trash. And I, I will tell them I've been doing it at this level for a very, very long time. Heel coach is a very real thing. You want to come after me? You better come strong. You better come with receipts. And here's the deal. I told everybody last week, do not go with Fleetwood and whoever he played with. They missed the cut. Nobody wanted to listen to me. That will not happen this week. But Kevin Nile will beat Gary Woodland, so we will gain ground, me and Jacob, no questions asked. Yeah, I'm well, cool. That. Yeah, so so Jacob, Coach, and myself on Kevin Nile, Greg, the fans, Mark, Sia on Gary Woodland, which leaves 
one little lone wolf. <laughs> and his, <laughs> his name is Kyle Halfway to Vacation Porter. <laughs> who, who have you gone with, KP? Bassy. Mm-hmm. Bassy, Bassy Munoz. I, I, was, I almost took Woodland, but then I thought, well, I thought exactly uh, what happened would, would happen. And, uh, I just, I'm in a position where I have to take some chances. Um, I don't know if you guys watch, uh, <clears throat> the F1 show on, on Netflix, but there are a couple of teams on there that their cars are so bad that they have to, they have to like, uh, they have to take some chances. They have to take some risks. And, uh, my car is so bad right now that I have to, I try and cut some corners. I have to leave my tires on extra long. I mean, it's it's a tough scene over here in uh, in KP world. So, yeah, Bassi Munoz. I forgot that he was hurt and pulled out of the RBC Heritage. Uh, that does not bode super well. But I like risk, that. Bro. Huh? You're taking risks. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. I have to. Otherwise, I'm I'm just gonna go chalk and not make any make up any ground to to the rest of you guys. Uh, Rick, one, more thing, one more thing before you sign off. Uh, yeah. The fans are requesting it. I try to get it, but Coach was speaking so much I couldn't get the word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> you made the big comment about Kevin now beating Woodland. I will happily, and I'm telling you happily, put a bottle of wine on that one. Yes? Um, well, see, that's our thing about our bet is I don't drink wine, so we've got to either change it so I get something that I can actually use. So how do we go $50 for me, bottle of wine for you? Deal. Let's do it. Book it. Wine I- bet on the show. So 50 bucks if Coach wins, a bottle of wine for Mark. If he wins, Coach has Kevin Na, right? And Mark has Gary Woodland. If they both miss the cut, it's a push. It's off. Yeah. No bad. Deal. Uh, beauty. There we go. Gentlemen, any final thoughts on Mexico Open or anything else before we get out of here? I'll send you guys pictures when I have a, a cocktail on the beach. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Carl, you I'm can sure that too. I'm turning my phone off for five days. I don't want to hear from anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well deserved vacation for you, Kyle. Enjoy safe travels. You can find KP on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. Jacob does all the next five days. <laughs> yeah. Mark Immelman at Mark underscore Immelman. The coach at the coach rules. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.